When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Unscrewed the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. How you doing, Unscrewed Nation? I have like some weird summer blues, but I hope you are doing well wherever you are. We've had some questions via Twitter lately, so I thought I would take this spare parts to answer a couple of them, uh, as well as give you a little heads up to a nasty little trend I spotted that I thought you might want to be aware of. So let's dive in. The first question is from listener Aaron, who tweets as at how emusing, who brought to my attention a video that Mayim Bialik, the Big Bang Theory star, recorded about how open relationships are unnatural for women. So, Aaron and everyone, don't listen to this bullshit. Have your relationships the way that you want to have them. I'm going to address a couple of these point by point, but like, see, I just like get so frustrated with people who feel the need to have one universal answer for like the relationship style of everybody, right? You know, the answer is, are you happy and satisfied? Is your partner happy and satisfied? If you have more than one partner, are they all happy and satisfied? Like, those are the questions we should be asking, not whether it looks like a form that you approve of or think should work or shouldn't work. We get to all be the experts in whether or not our relationships are working. So that's the first thing that pisses me off. Like, it's just actually none of your fucking business. It's not. I am Bialik. It's not your business. But she also delves into some Evo psych bullshit about how because men produce lots of sperm and women produce one egg at a time, blah, 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 blah. You've heard this argument probably, or you can get where she's going. The thing I have to say about this is anytime you hear an Evo psych argument, remember that it is a guess, right? Like this isn't actual science because people can't go back into evolutionary history and figure out what folks did then or how things functioned, right? You can't do science on this. You can only do conjecture. And so literally it's just guesswork. Appeals to nature are just like weird bullshit. Also, nature isn't the only thing we have going on. We have a society, we have a culture, right? So there are all kinds of things that are natural that we don't do like, you know, 
poop where we live, right? We poop in a sanitary way now. The idea that that the natural is the best way is also a total fallacy. She also says that open relationships are dangerous because people are more prone to getting sexually transmitted infections. And this, I have something specific to say about because I hunted this the fuck down for my last book for what you really, really want. Because I heard that from people and I was like, I don't know if there's any evidence of this. And there's genuinely no evidence, right? There's no scientific evidence that supports this conjecture. It is again, just a guess. And in fact, some studies suggest that it might be more dangerous in terms of higher risk to get sexually transmitted infections to be in a monogamous relationship simply because people in monogamous relationships think they know what their partner means by monogamy and they think they know that their partner's not cheating and so are less likely to practice safe sex. They're less likely to employ barriers that might prevent STIs. Now that's conjecture on my part, just to be clear, right? The fact that a lot of monogamous people are mistaken about what their partners think of as their monogamy agreement is not just conjecture, that's science. But the rest of it is extrapolation on my part. But you can extrapolate in both directions is my point. There's no actual research to suggest that people who are in open relationships are at greater risk for sexually transmitted infections. It's bullshit guesswork based on somebody's bias. So just be careful and take care of your own business. She also says open relationships are too hard to maintain because she herself can barely maintain a monogamous relationship, which is also a super logic fail, right? Like most regular listeners to the show know, I can't maintain open relationships either, and nor do I wanna work on trying. They're just not my bag. I'd much rather focus on one relationship at a time. But that doesn't mean you can't do it, right? Because something is hard for me, or I don't want to, or I don't like it, doesn't mean it's the wrong thing for you. Basically is a bunch of narcissistic bullshit where she's extrapolating a rule about what she's experienced and what she likes and saying that it should be natural and correct for everyone. It also lets men off the hook when they cheat, right? And I'm all for open relationships, as you probably can tell, but cheating is a horse of a different color because cheating involves lying and often involves exposing the partner who's being cheated on to risk of sexually transmitted infections and also emotional risk and basically violating their ability to consent because they don't know what they're consenting to, right? They think they are having sex with you under one condition and in fact, it's another because you're lying to them. I take cheating pretty fucking seriously. And this biological argument gives men like a complete out to just be cheating assholes. And I'm not down for that either. So basically, if you like open relationships and they work for you, that's fantastic. So thank you to Erin for sending in that question. I hope you liked my little rant. I want to respond to listener Beth, who tweets at Beth is Loco, who asked me a question on Twitter last week about why my guest, Shine Louise Houston, and I, on last week's episode, Fill That Hole, seem to be demonizing cis white people. Here's the clip that she's referring to. And then, of course, I thought it was hilarious to make, you know, like the bad guy, the white cis guy. Well, obviously, <laughs> yes. That one I got. <laughs> so I think that we have to be clear about what's happening in this clip. What's happening in this clip is we're laughing (laughs) about how kind of perfect poetic justice, whatever it is to cast the baddie in her film as a cis white man. 
That doesn't mean we're saying all cis white people are bad because saying it's funny to make the baddie a cis white guy isn't the same as saying all cis white people are bad. So that's the first thing straight up. The reason for me, and I can only speak for myself, you know, I'm sure you could tweet at Shine Louise Houston also and see if she wants to weigh in. The reason for me I thought it was sort of funny and delicious is because cis white men do a lot of violence in this country and they often are not held responsible. So for example, Greg Gianforte, the Republican politician who body slammed and like rammed his arm into the throat of a reporter in Montana, just got off with no sentence, right? For assaulting a journalist, which if you imagine that person being not a congressman and not white, you can imagine that person being sentenced to some jail time, right? Like cis white guys get afforded all the benefit of the doubt, even while they commit an enormous amount of violence, right? Your risk of terrorism in the United States is a risk of terrorism by cis white guys, right? They have done most of the terrorist attacks on US soil, even though the media makes it seem like it's always scary brown people from away, far, far away. Uh, statistically speaking, it's way more likely to be cis white guys. And so this was making that dynamic visible. Like literally just today, I read a story about a guy that was captured by authorities in Florida who is known neo-Nazi, had explosives and a framed photo of Timothy McVeigh and was arrested for planning some terrorist plot and was released by the judge because he didn't seem to be a threat to society, right? Like imagine that being anybody, but it's this white guy getting just getting released on his own recognizance. So it really was sort of calling out that dynamic that in a film that mostly focused on black and brown people, especially women, the person they have to fear is a cisgender white guy. That's what we were joking about there. We certainly don't think all cis white people are bad. I am a cis white person, (laughs) for example. I don't think I'm bad. But what Shine Louise Houston was doing is just using art to shine a light on the fact that the people in this community that that her film is about all know that even though most people fear them, the person that they really have to fear is more likely to be a cis white guy. Thank you for the question, Beth, and I hope that helps you understand. Lastly, but certainly not leastly, I want to bring your attention to an article that Amanda Marcotte wrote for Salon this week about the resurgence of abstinence-only education curricula under Trump under a really tricksy new name. So evidently the cool thing to do now is to teach abstinence-only and call it, quote, sexual risk avoidance, which is very clever in terms of passing the sniff test with parents who are even moderately tuned in, right? And somebody in the Trump administration is super into it because even though the disgusting Trump budget document slashes nearly everything that is helpful to actual humans, it proposes increasing spending on absence until marriage programs by 277 million of your and my tax dollars. On top of that, Valerie Huber, who's the head of a pro-absence organization called Ascend, is joining the Department of Health and Human Services as chief of staff to the Assistant Secretary for Adolescent Health. So be aware, folks. This is actually a really great thing to get involved in on this local level, because in most states, sex ed is super unregulated, which is bad in general, but is gonna work to our advantage at this moment because certainly we wouldn't want to ask this particular federal government to regulate sex ed. It would only end badly. So 
So look into what's going on in your state and if there's wiggle room about what your schools can teach, which there is in most states, take it to the school board, take it to the town council or whatever your town meeting is, take it to your local representatives and tell them that you care about this issue and organize your friends to tell them that they care about this issue. It's not that hard for a few voices to make a difference on this issue. There are usually not very many people making noise about this issue because so many parents and and citizens are uncomfortable talking about sex and therefore sex ed. So a few voices can make a real impact on this on your local school district level. Check it out and don't be fooled if you see propaganda that says anything about sexual risk avoidance curricula. I'm going to link to this article in the show notes at JacquelineTreatman.com slash unscrewed so that you can check it out. That's all we have time for this week. I'm going to have one more interview show for you next week and then a spare parts the week after that. And then we're going on a summer hiatus. So heads up everyone. It's getting hot and sticky and it's hard to record this thing when the air conditioner is off and you wouldn't be able to hear me well if you, I recorded it with the air conditioner on. So it's getting to be about time for summer hiatus, but I'm not gone yet. So if you have questions you'd like me to address on the next spare parts episode in two weeks, whether they're sex advice questions or more socio-political questions like the ones we did this week, get them in. Get them to me at unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. Tweet them at me at JacquelineF on Twitter. Use the unscrewed hashtag. Still would love to hear from you. And if there's stuff you're hoping I'll tackle in the fall, guests you think I should have on or topics that you keep hoping I'll cover, get at me. I will definitely be planning the fall season over the summer while I'm on hiatus. Also, now is a great time to make sure you're subscribed to Unscrewed and your podcatcher of choice so that when we go on hiatus, uh, you don't forget about me and then don't catch the episodes in the fall. I will also be running rerun episodes so you'll get some good stuff to listen to while I'm chilling out in the AC. So hit up Apple Podcast, Acast, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. And while you're in there, you know what I'm going to ask for? Give me just a couple sentence review and five stars and help your fellow listeners find the show. Unscrewed is produced and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with The Establishment, who also designed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.